Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have so much fun today because we're going to be talking about a subject that we have talked about before with other guests, but this time we're going to put a different slant on it. So that's what's going to be so much fun about this. I love the fact that, look, we color-coordinated our outfits. Isn't this cool? <laughs> you know, we, we look great here. So please join me in welcoming Luana Riviera to our program today. Welcome, Luana. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you, Deb. I'm really, really excited to be here. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will jump into this. So best-selling author, speaker, and orchestrator of daring publicity campaigns, Luana Riviera helps coaches and entrepreneurs to connect with a larger audience. If you have something you want everyone to see and talk about or great idea you want to develop, Luana will help you to rise to the top of your game and become the influencer on everyone's lips. With appearances on programs including shows on Fox TV, ITV, BBC, and Channel 4, Luana is as comfortable in front of the camera as she is in a one-on-one situation. After becoming one of Forbes' top 21 emerging females to watch in 2018, she developed relationships with many media outlets including NBC, ABC, the Miami Herald, and Huffington Post. Her latest book, Game of Phones, is the first in a three-part series and is set for release later in 2020. The first book of the trilogy is a lighthearted yet practical guide to aligning yourself with the leadership mindset in order to create your very own online kingdom. The subtle Game of Thrones theme appeals to fans of the book and TV show, as well as aspiring writers and fantasy fans. Luana is an international speaker who mixes inspirational wisdom and advice with contemporary culture and a healthy dose of humor. When she's not on stage or on the phone to a client, she can be found in Portugal or currently in the UK setting up a sustainable animal. In Portugal, she is setting up a sustainable animal sanctuary. Somehow she finds the time to play the occasional twisted psycho in a horror movie. Hmm, We might have to ask about that. She also has two daughters and spends a lot of time shouting at them to put their socks on. So again, please join me in welcoming Luana Ribeiro. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, you know, we this really is something that we're going to have so much fun talking about. And as I mentioned to you before we started the program, we have been talking about the importance of influencers in marketing. and But from the perspective of hiring someone to be that influencer for you. And we talked about the fact that we're really not talking about the Kardashians or, you know, some major sports star, but we're talking about someone that people can relate to. And, you know, and and as I was talking to those guests, I was also thinking, well, 
Now, what if I want to do that? What if I want to be an influencer? What if I want to be the spokesperson for my company without being a spokesperson? Um, you know, and, and so it, I love the fact that, that we have you on to talk about this today because that really is what we're going to talk about. But first, let's, let's go, you know, I always take people back in the Wayback Machine. How is it that you discovered that this is your passion in life? Do you know what? I actually fell into this. It definitely wasn't, uh, it definitely wasn't something I ever saw coming. It was mm-hmm. like one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. So I started off dancing. Okay. I always wanted to be a dancer oh. and um, I, I had very little confidence, very low self-worth. Mm-hmm. I was very shy. Um, but on stage, I came alive. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved the stage. Well, yeah, and I just got lost and I expressed myself and it was fantastic. But I wasn't confident enough to be going for these dance roles. And so what I did, Deb, was I, well, I feel like nothing's ever wasted, but I feel like I wasted a decade of my life where I was turning away from what I was being called to do. I was not listening to that voice Mm -hmm. calling me to something bigger. I was backing away from it. And I was blocking it out through partying. Mm. I was partying very, very hard and doing little else. And I was in victim mentality and blaming the world for everything. Mm-hmm. Then I got pregnant. Ooh. And of course, my party days were over. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know, I was told as well that I couldn't have kids. So it was such mm-hmm. a shock. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and yeah, so I stopped my partying and the voice kept calling me to do more, to do more. And I decided to go into acting. Mm-hmm. Now I, I had done training in acting mm-hmm. at the same time as my mm-hmm. training in dancing. Mm-hmm. But what, so I thought I would go and refresh myself mm-hmm. and I went to the local acting school and I was told I just didn't have it. Oh. And that it was pointless for me to carry on. Mm-hmm. And I asked, well, what, what is this Excuse it? What me? What is this it? <laughs> and how do I get find it? And they said, oh, no, no, you just don't have it. Mm-hmm. So I opened up my own acting school. And I promised myself that nobody, nobody would ever be told such a thing. And, you know, I'd audition people to come into the acting mm-hmm. school. And I'd tell them they're not ready. And I'd tell them why they're not ready. And then I'd invite them back again into the future. But not a single person mm-hmm. would we turn away and mm-hmm. say, no, you've got no hope. Mm-hmm. So this acting school, it, you know, it exploded. <laughs> it absolutely mm-hmm. exploded way beyond anything that I'd, I'd thought of. And before I knew it, I had four venues in the UK. Mm-hmm. I was killing it <laughs> and um, it, you know, it was quite surprising. And so that, what that allowed me to do was to fulfill my lifelong dream, which was to uh, build an animal sanctuary, as you just said in your mm-hmm. intro there. Mm-hmm. So off I went to Portugal, I left the business behind. Mm-hmm. And at this time, I also had some pretty crazy stuff going on in my marriage. Mm. Now... I was talking to a journalist one day about a film I was in. The story that came out the next day was not about 
my Uh-oh. this film. <laughs> oh no! It was all about my personal life. Oh. Now I could have stopped the story. Right. What I did was I I made a little slip and I could have taken it back and I could have requested for it to be off the record. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. Let's see what happens here. What happened was absolute mayhem. I have not, I was not, I was well used to being in the media, but I was not prepared for this. I'm talking journalists and producers knocking on my door. I'm talking, you know, people constantly looking through the window. I'm talking, not, not being able to go to the shop. It went international. It was in the US. It was in Australia. It was all over Europe. It was everywhere. And, um, my marriage broke up mm-hmm. and I was confused and I was in pain and I wanted everything to stop. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had just been on a national documentary mm-hmm. and now the press wanted to talk to me about this documentary right. and I, I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. So I ran off to Portugal mm-hmm. on my mission to set mm-hmm. up this sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I wanted peace and I wanted tranquility. Mm-hmm. But basically I lived in a ditch for three months. That's mm-hmm. what I did. sometimes you just gotta go live in a ditch (laughs) so we had no power no internet no running water we bathed and you know got our drinking water from the local river it was a Mm -hmm. fantastic experience and you know it was all by choice Mm -hmm. it was challenging it was winter it wasn't summer but you know my my business over in the uk well, that was thriving, you know, that was still doing great. And I wasn't even there. So I thought, well, this is fantastic. I'm mm-hmm. going to write a book about Perfect. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote a book called Passion to Freedom, set up a course alongside. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any marketing for this book um, or for the, you know, for my course. I mean, mm-hmm. I just promoted the book. People mm-hmm. came through the book mm-hmm. and then they came into my course I mm-hmm. thought well this is great right. um, <laughs> now I'll, I'm just going to backtrack a little because I learned a very very important lesson as all of this was unfolding mm-hmm. um, and this is a big thing that took me into wanting to help people to get more visible because there's a lot more to it mm-hmm. than just booking media appearances right, right. What I learned was that if you do what I did and you run off and, you know, the media wants to run with a story Mm -hmm. and you say, "Ah, I don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. that. I'm just going to run away. Do you know what? And you'll know this anyway, Deb. (laughs) They're going to print it anyway. They're going to go with the story anyway, but you lose your input. So they will other people to say things. There we go. There we go. So I desperately didn't want this story to go. I just, you know, it was painful. Right. But um, the story went out, but it hadn't. It didn't have my input in it because I didn't talk to the press. Um, and some pretty wild things were in in the headlines the next day, and you know whatever but I just wanted to share that because that is one of the big things that made me go niche down Mm -hmm. so I started off you know running this course helping people to to get freedom into their businesses as I had done but one of my modules was around books and another was around media I found I did not want to stop talking about that and the module was supposed to be a week I think it ended up being for about four weeks because I was like oh 
but there's more I want to talk about. There's more I want to cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided to niche down. Mm. Um, so I started off with helping people to write books. Mm-hmm. I always assumed that business owners were already getting themselves into right. the media and that they know all of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but no, <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> so then I decided to go into the media and there we go. That's how I ended up doing what I'm doing now. So it's been a bit of a crazy journey, but there we go. <laughs> I love it. You know, and most people have to go through, you know, something to, to, to figure out, Hey, this is what we want to do. And unfortunately yours was painful. Um, you know, and, and, but, but what you said is so true. You know, if we don't tell our own story, good and bad, somebody else will tell it for us. Yes. Um, you know, and we talk about that a lot on this program because I, I work with a lot of people, uh, regarding social media and, 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 you know, eh, at least once a week when we're not in quarantine and lockdown and we're like actually out doing business, um, which is, you know, we're, we are, are uh, recording this as we're on lockdown. So things are a little bit different for, you know, as to what's going on. But, you know, when we're out, you know, and, and I will have business owners that come up to me and they say, you know, we're not going to be on social media. We're not going to be on Facebook. We're not going to be anywhere because people might say something bad about us. And I always, you know, I, and I understand their fears, but you know, I always look at them and I say, well, they're going to say something bad about you, whether you're there or not. And don't you want the opportunity to fix it? You know, and whether it's responding to a negative Yelp review or, you know, somebody trashed your business on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or all of these various things, that conversation is happening. And so yes. it's so important to be part of that conversation. Oh, um, yes. you know, and, and, but then, of course, people are like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Now, you know, it is, of course, much easier if they're just typing a response. You know, you still have to, there are obviously ways to do it, ways to not do it. And that's how I work with people. But in many cases, it is actually getting in front of things like a camera or talking yep. to a reporter. And so I love that that's how you work with people because that's, oh my heavens, you know, I, my background is training people in, in media relations. And that is, that is a terribly scary thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I completely agree with you. And I had a huge hate campaign launched against me a couple of years ago. So I've really gone through this and it's terrifying. And your first reaction is to want to hide. You want right. to run away oh, and yeah. hide, you don't but you can't. To, you talk about it. Mm-hmm. You've got to do the opposite. And I, I did that initially. I ran and I hid. Mm-hmm. And I had hate groups being launched against me. I had all of these accusations. She's a scammer. She's lied about this, this, this. And I, I didn't know how to handle it. And I wish that I'd had somebody right. at that point to talk me through it. I didn't know what to do. Right. So I hid for a bit. And then I came to my senses. And what I did was I actually spoke to the national press in the UK. And they ran a story on it mm-hmm. where I was advising other people on how to deal with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided to stand up and I and say, hey, I've had enough of this. I'm going to shine light on it. I'm going to be open about what's happening and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to show everything that I've got to back up my truth. Right. So that's exactly what I did. So mm-hmm. what, you know, when they were saying, oh, she's lied about this, like I had the accusation, oh, she's lied about being mm-hmm. in Forbes. I, well, 
he is the article, you know. So right. I was very, I, sh- I shone a light on it and I wrote for the Huffington Post about it as well, you know, to with the angle of um, helping other people. I, I just, I found this str- sudden strength. Mm-hmm. I, I it, They knocked me down for a while and then I found the strength to come back fighting. And I, I agree with you so much on that. Never, ever hide away. You know, if, if you're on social media and there's a silly little troll just being silly you know for all by all means just mm-hmm. block them you don't have to entertain everybody right. but if it's somebody really trying to damage your reputation right. you've got to stand up for yourself well and it's interesting i actually was having this conversation with somebody earlier this week where they were saying you know can't we, if a reporter calls we want to get all their questions and then we'll respond. And I said, you know what? 10 years ago, that worked. It doesn't anymore because they're under the gun, you know, to, to, to get things out quickly. And exactly. I said, but here's the thing to remember. For the most part, they want to get it right. They don't want to mislead. They don't, they're not doing an expose, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and all these various things. And even if it's something that, that potentially could be negative, they still want to get the story right. Yeah. Um, years ago. They're not out to get you. Yeah. You know, and, and because if they get it wrong, it's their yeah. reputation. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and so I, I shared this story with them that years ago I worked for the American Cancer Society. And we had, um, I did their media relations um, for the, the Denver, Colorado area. And one of the local television reporters called. Now, she was one of those people that was as professional and upstanding as possible. I mean, you know, she was just, you know, you, and, but she did the expose type of stories, but they were always very well researched. I mean, you know, they were, they were correct in, in their information. And so she called and, and said, you know, hi, this is, and, and, you know, and, and of course my, my almost immediate response was to hang up. Well, of course I didn't. You know, I was like, oh no, no, can't do that. Uh, but you know, she said, you know, here's something that has come to light in, in our investigation of you, you know, here. And, and what she said was, you know, they discovered that the American Cancer Society had invested in mm-hmm. Philip Morris stock. Well, of course, Philip Morris is one of the biggest tobacco manufacturers that there is. Oh, okay. And so, you know, as I'm trying to not go, oh, mm, oh, mm, oh, mm, you know, I, you know, I said, okay, you know, and now, granted, this is 20, more than 20 years ago. So, you know, we didn't have the, oh my gosh, it has to, we have to respond immediately because, you know, the type of, of thing. So we did have time to respond. And, you know, and, and so I asked her, I said, okay, you know, what is your deadline? You know, and, and, and all of it. And so I got all of her information and then I ran around like a chicken with my head cut off and we discovered that yes, indeed, we did have investments that, that we shouldn't have. And of course what had happened was we told this very nice investment person, make money and then didn't follow up and, and see, you know, what was being invested in. So we immediately divested of the stock, developed new policies, yada, yada, yada. I call her back and I say, okay, here's what we have done. You know, our CEO is ready to talk to you whenever you want to come down and interview him. And her response was, well, there's no story now. Um, oh. know, and, and so <laughs> she didn't, she didn't do anything, but what wow. was, you know, it, 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 the nice thing was it fixed our policies. Yes. And, um, but you know, we responded in a way 
that you know, we we got our ducks back in a row. Um, yeah. Know, and, and unfortunately, now you don't always have that chance. So that's where you want to be prepared in advance, which is a lot of what you do is have people prepared so that if something good and bad, I mean, you know, yes. let's be honest, you know, good things happen just as, as much, um, you know, and, and you want to be able to respond to that also. Exactly. It sounds like that was really, really well handled. I think a lot of people get scared about something negative coming up, but just be open and honest. And, you know, there will be times as well where, where we all mess up every now and right. again, and then that's okay. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really, really interesting. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and in the intro, I mentioned the fact that, you know, we all think, well, maybe I should be the spokesperson without being a spokesperson. I'm saying spokesperson funny because that is kind of, you know, the stuffed shirt that, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> almost picturing, you know, the, the attorney commercials. We are so-and-so and and we can help you. That doesn't convince anyone of anything, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so what we want to be is an influencer. So tell us what your definition of an influencer is. I'm glad that you asked that um, because a lot of people that I speak to have this image about influencers just, you know, taking these fancy photos on Instagram or whatever. Right. But when I talk about Instagram, and, you know, yeah, like that's that. it. But when, when I talk about influencers, I'm talking about anybody who has any sort of influence on people around them. And they mm-hmm. don't have to have big numbers. It can right. be just a small group, mm-hmm. but authors, entertainers, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, coaches, you know, anybody who has, anybody who's creating an impact Mm -hmm. and I really want to stress as well that the people who I tend to work with are the people who are real Mm -hmm. you know that's the people that people want to connect to yeah it's not enough Mm -hmm. exactly just like you were saying now about about the suits and the Mm -hmm. the spokesperson Mm -hmm. and all of that you know people want to work with people they want Mm -hmm. to be able to trust people they want people to be real Mm -hmm. and to show who they truly are you know their true personality not to put on this mask Mm -hmm. and to be something that they're not that's not enough anymore Mm -hmm. maybe it was a few years Go, it's not enough anymore. There's too much noise online. Mm-hmm. People want to connect now on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, and as I mentioned, you know, I've, I've talked with, uh, with other guests about working with influencers, you know, and, and whether it's, you know, a, 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 in, in many cases, it's a local celebrity. You know, so, so someone who has influence in the community. So, you know, maybe it's the head of the chamber of commerce, you know, something like that. And, but one of the things that you just mentioned that, that really struck home for me is the fact that, you know, this is your business. You should be the person who is the face of that business, that, that influencer. And, but again, that's the scary part. I mean, even just thinking, oh my gosh, I have to write a Facebook post, let alone go on television or, or something like that. So how do you get people, first of all, how do you convince them that they need to be the, the, the true face of their business? Do you know, if somebody really doesn't want to, I wouldn't be doing that convincing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I see, 
the benefits of it. You know, people want a face. Mm -hmm. People want to know who they're buying from. It's not enough just to be a a faceless company Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, So, you know, I would always say that, but I know that, I I mean, I love all of this stuff anyway. I always have done. Mm -hmm. So it's, but not everybody's the same. Some people prefer to be in the background. Mm -hmm. And in that case, you know, maybe have somebody else who is happy to be the face of the company, but wherever possible, I really believe that it should be the founder of that business. Mm -hmm. And it's so, and you know, people tell themselves that they don't want to, but most of the time it's because they're scared. Mm -hmm. It's because Mm -hmm. they're scared. I'm going to tell you something now. Right. When I first started doing this and I decided, no, I'm going to stop being a faceless business and I'm going to stand up and show everybody who's behind this company. Mm-hmm. I was so scared and I decided to do some videos. And bear in mind, I was already an actor. Mm-hmm. I was well right, used to right. being on screen. Mm-hmm. It took me eight hours to do a simple two, three minute video. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now I can go on, no preparation. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking that long ago. I'm mm-hmm. talking five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't breathe. My heart was beating. My chest was closing up. I was absolutely terrified. So I get it. If mm-hmm. somebody's scared about doing this stuff, it's because at the beginning it is scary. But you know what? You get over it. And then you build your confidence. And then you thrive. Right. And this is something I work with my clients mm-hmm. on in the background as well. You know, mm-hmm. we're constantly working on mm-hmm. Um, improving delivery and building confidence and all of that stuff as well. Right. You know, but a lot of people, I mean, you mentioned fear. I mean, people are scared that others are going to judge them. Yes. And that they're going to criticize them. Yeah. How do you get people past that? Do you know what? I would love to say, oh no, that won't happen. (laughs) But that would be a big, big lie. You will be judged. You will be criticized. Mm -hmm. You need to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. You need to realize that the people who are going to judge and criticize, they're not your people. And we've got to get through these Mm -hmm. people to reach the people who are our people. You know, Um, like I was saying before, it's, there's so much noise in the outside, in the online world. Now we've got to cut through that noise Mm -hmm. and the way of doing that is by being strong in who we are, what we stand for, what we stand against, who we're talking to. And that means that people are not going to like us. Mm -hmm. That means people are not going Mm -hmm. to get us. And it means that the people who are Go, who do get us mm-hmm. it means that they're drawn with us mm-hmm. drawn to us and by being black doing the opposite and being mm-hmm. bland nobody's going to hear our message right. you know we've got to cut through that noise and yes we will be judged yes we will be criticized yes it does hurt mm-hmm. but we've got to keep going and you, you know we build don't we we build strength mm-hmm. and after a while, we just learn to deal with it and it just becomes like water off a duck's back. Do you know, um, we were talking about trolling earlier and actually um, it was about two years ago that that hate campaign was and I actually got somebody jumping in my Facebook messenger mm-hmm. only last night mm-hmm. um, and it was one of my faithful old trolls. Oh, no. And 
He was. Oh, I was like, oh, hi. Else to do. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of lockdown, right? Oh, what should we do now? Yeah. Well, I know, let's go and oil Luana. But it's a couple of years ago, that would have sent me to my knees. Mm-hmm. It would have knocked me off for, for at least a day. Mm-hmm. And it did go around in my head a little bit. As mm-hmm. soon as I got the message, I just blocked them. Um, right. I didn't engage. Mm-hmm. And it did go around in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I let it go and that was it. I went to bed and, you know, it, it didn't impact me in anywhere near the same way as it would have a while ago. But that's come from going through it and building tolerance and realizing mm-hmm. that these people don't have power over me, you know, and who, why should they get my power? You know, my, <laughs> they don't deserve it. My energy should go to the people who want to hear what I've got mm-hmm. to say to the people who do believe in me, you know, to, right. to the people who need my help. Mm-hmm. That's who should get mm-hmm. my energy, mm-hmm. not these silly little trolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the weird thing is there are always going to be haters who, always. you know, and, and, and it's funny, they, you know, now sometimes you can learn from them. I mean, you know, there, there are times where they're saying something that, you know, it's like, oh, okay. You know, maybe I do fidget too much on camera or, um, you know, now, now I'm sure people are going, oh my God, look at her hair. Well, you know, my hairdresser's on lockdown too. Um, you know, but at the same point, it's, it's, as you said, it's giving them power or not. Yeah. You know, and even when you take what they say as, as, you know, something that you might need to learn from you're still not giving them that power, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and of course the bad part is when you let that little voice get in your head and, you know, we've, I've talked about that a lot with people where we have that little voice that maybe started out as a parent, a teacher, you can't do this. You're not smart enough. You know, you're, you're a girl. Um, you know, I'm of that generation where people were like, you're going to college? What? No, you need to just get married, honey. You know, pat me on top of the head. And I'm like, and, and luckily I had a very, and I still have a very strong mother who was like, no, 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 no. you can do whatever you want to do. But, you know, we, we all have those little voices in our head, whether we, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, those little voices are there. Even if that little voice is just saying, did I pick the right color shirt today? Um, you know, and, and, but then what happens is when we have outside kind of validation, I mean, I hate to say it that way, that says yeah. that's a horrible shirt or, or whatever, then that's where we really get going in that cycle. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I, I love that you talk about, you know, acknowledge it and then go on. Yeah. hundred percent. And also it's, it's realizing the difference as well with, you know, what is trolling that's mm-hmm. going to damage your reputation right. or what is you know somebody who's just mm-hmm. being silly who's probably mm-hmm. sitting in his mum's basement right, eating a tub right. of pringles mm-hmm. covered in crumbs or whatever mm-hmm. you know it, it's realized and sometimes people can post something that's a criticism mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily trolling it's right. they're just sharing their opinion and they might yeah. be rude mm-hmm. but you know i, I, I tell like you something the ones else who are trying to be helpful 
Oh, yes. Not you're mean and nasty. (laughs) Yeah, yo, they're the worst, aren't they? Because it's like, well, you know, they're not that. They're putting on this this mask of wanting to help, and they're giving unsolicited feedback. But really, they're just being rude mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know th- right. they're the worst <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, and and of course the hard part is knowing when or if to engage yeah um, you know and 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 i always tell people you know you have to look at each one because sometimes yeah. if you don't engage it it angers them and they go yes. more or other people jump on you know say it's a, a yeah. restaurant and um you know somebody posted oh my gosh i had a horrible experience there mm, and yeah. then the restaurant goes no 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 um, then well, other then, people go, Ooh, me too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and of course when you, and, and, and there's certainly very appropriate ways to engage, you know, of course the first thing I tell people is to say, Oh my gosh, we're sorry. Exactly. Yeah. That's what most people want to hear, you know, mm. because then it's really hard to go back and pick at somebody if they've apologized. Right. Cause then yeah. you look like the petty, nasty person. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you apologize, you see if you can fix it. Sometimes you can't. Um, mm. One of my all time favorite Yelp reviews, and this was so funny, um, was for a hotel. And I always look at those things if I haven't been to the hotel. And, and this person, you know, said it was the noisiest place they'd ever stayed. When the bars let out, it was so noisy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, bars? And, you know, and, and, and the, the hotel responded. And it was the funniest response in the world because they, they did it kind of tongue in cheek. But they said, brilliant. Well, they said, you know, you must have been, maybe you were in one of the bars. but our hotel is not surrounded by bars at all. It is surrounded by, you know, what it, by businesses. Mm. I mean, you know, and so clearly they had the wrong hotel. Was oh, okay. And, but the hotel kind of responded without saying, well, you idiot. You know, so they didn't, you know, they, you know, they just said, oh my gosh, you know, isn't this kind of funny? You, you must have the wrong hotel because our hotel is surrounded by this business. This, and I mean, you know, it was like a fast food place and a car dealership. I mean, no, mm. no bars anywhere close Yeah. By. Well, yeah, that person couldn't really respond. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, you know, the, the hotel took it, you know, they, it, and, and they could have ignored it. I mean, I'm, you know, because, and, and thought, well, pff, that's not even us, but yeah. they responded and said, it's not us. And here's why. Um, yeah. But they did it really funny. And, and so there are ways to, to respond to these things, um, you know, and, and, but, you know, to, to come back to being the influencer, the, the, the thing is when you've become that trusted person, when you respond, people really take what you say to heart. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very true. And I think a big part as well of building trust mm-hmm. is showing our more vulnerable side right. and not, not pretending to be perfect. You know, nobody's perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Show your human side. I was talking to, to one of my clients the other day and mm-hmm. You know, she was, she's in the fitness industry and she, she had two different social media profiles. And I was saying to her, look, just have one, show people your human side. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be all about business. And she was saying, oh, but you know, but sometimes I post things that are really silly and I'm like, show that silly side of yourself. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and of course there's, there are some things you might not want people to see, so maybe you think, okay, should I really be posting it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, I was on both 
I was on both of her social media. So I knew what she was posting. And I, I knew what I said to her was, if I was looking for somebody to help me with my fitness and I didn't know you, mm-hmm. I would be attracted to the one you call your personal profile. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be attracted to your business human. profile because it's bland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the voice, you know, the tone and the voice mm-hmm. was completely different. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm so big with showing personality and I think it, it really helps build that trust as well. So that then if something like that does happen, you know, if people do try and spread rumors, oh, I've had all sorts, you know, um, you talking about reviews just there reminded me of one that I had on, it was, it's on my Facebook page. I think it's still there. Mm-hmm. I had a one star review from an old dance teacher. Oh, who didn't like the fact that I changed my name. She took offense to the fact that I changed my name. So she wrote me a one-star review. And <laughs> That's kind of an odd thing to do. <laughs> I know. It was absolutely bizarre. It, I, I, when, I, when I ran off to the ditch, I was, as I was talking about earlier, I changed my first and last name because mm-hmm. I, I wanted a transformation. Right. My name reflected mm-hmm. that, but she mm-hmm. did not like that at all. So yeah, she wrote me a one-star review based on the fact that I changed my name. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I know, that that's kind of that probably would have been my response. Well, I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> I'm sorry for changing my name. I'm like, maybe I'll change it back just for you. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, funny. People will find the funniest things to criticize. And you're like, Oh, if they want to find something, they'll find something, won't they? Right. You know, and 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 there are times where I want to say to them, that's you know, that's that's pretty pretty petty. You know, you just were looking for something, right? Um, and there are those people, you know, uh, back to say a restaurant review. Food might be fabulous, the service might be fabulous, you know, and 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 so you'll get something like, you know, the salt and pepper shakers didn't match. Okay. That's none of them do in the whole place. I mean, you know, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's like, well then, you know, why bother? And, and of course the tricky, the, the, not tricky, the trick to all of this is to take the higher ground when we respond. Always. Yes. You know, and even though you want to say you <clears throat> idiot, yes, <laughs> say it in your head, tell the yeah. cat, you know, all of these, different yes. things, but don't respond and be petty. And that's what I tell my clients. Exactly. Um, yeah. Remove emotion. Yeah. Remove emotion. Be the bigger person always. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, and, 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 you know, again, if you have built up kind of this bank of trust with people, mm. the funny thing is they'll know that in your head you went, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> most people would have, right? But you, know, you, you have their trust. And even if you had maybe even gone a little down that road, they might have, have, have been with you. But yeah, take that high road. Um, you know, when long ago, when I was doing media training, and there was no such thing as Facebook. You know, none of this existed. And, you know, we always were, were taught that you never picked a fight with a reporter because you never picked a fight with somebody who bought ink by the barrel. And, of course, what we meant was, you know, they can write as much in their newspaper as they want and you can't stop it. Um, yeah. So don't pick a fight with that person. Yeah. You know, and, and so don't pick the fight with the person who has a million followers on Facebook. Yes. Or, you know, all these various things. Or even is just, 
you know, the, the, the leader in the community, um, you know, yeah. because that's, that's sometimes what'll happen is, you know, that'll, that'll be who says something about you, um, you know, and, and so just, just don't pick the fight, um, you know, and, and take the higher ground, even if it means that you can't respond right away because you're yeah. so Oh yeah. Annoyed. Breathe, <laughs> breathe first. But on, on that note as well, on that note as well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, this is an important point. You know, we were talking about earlier how people are scared mm -hmm. to be seen, but mm -hmm. actually it gives you so much strength because if there's a silly little troll with a couple mm -hmm. of, with you know, just a few followers mm -hmm. and then you've got lots of followers, right. you can reach more people. Mm -hmm. And this is something I found during my hate, hate campaign against me as well, is that they were spending i don't know how long but all day every day messaging people individually and doing all this stuff i swear i was a full-time job for them i, I really and, and should wonder, be what the heck <laughs> what have you done to them mm -hmm. but then of course all i had to do to stop it all was talk to one reporter and write one article right. mm -hmm. and i got my message out there to hundreds of thousands of people all at once right you know so it gives us power as well and then anything else that they did was just petty, you know, and, and that's, that's yeah. the thing is, you know, when you've stopped it and stopped it appropriately and mm. nicely yeah, yeah. And, and not gone down into the gutter with them, even though you want yes. You really, really want to. Oh, in my head, I was screaming. Oh, <laughs> you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and, but, but yeah, I mean, it stops them because then they do look petty and nasty. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's funny, I've, I've shared on here uh, before that, that, you know, I, I, and, and I never do this. I never do this. And that little voice in my head was telling me, stop, stop. Somebody said something on Facebook that I took <gasps> exception to. Personally, I mean, something personally about me. Okay. Oh, okay. And, you know, I was like, really? And, and so I responded and I, and I should have just let it go, but I responded nicely. I mean, there was, you know, no bad language, no, no mm -hmm. nasty, no petty. Yeah. He responded even worse. Ooh. And that little voice in my head was still saying, stop, go away, get away from the keyboard. And the other little voice in me said, right, right. Now, I, so I responded again. Again, I still took the high road, you know, all of these various things. He responded a third time. So clearly this was, you know, but of course I could have stopped it by not responding in the first place, you know, but yeah, so he responded a third time and we had already moved to, to Atlanta from, from Denver. And so my response, because of course I still couldn't let it go. I mean, you know, I'm like, can't let this go. Just can't let this go. So my response was, this has been so much fun. I can't wait to get together with you when I'm back in Denver and I'll treat for coffee. Well, then what could he say? I mean, you know, and, and so I shut him down. Now, should it gone that far? No, I should have never <laughs> responded to the first one. But I did always keep it above board. And it's funny because I still have people who, I mean, this was five, six years ago at least, who remember that and think badly of him. Yes. And you know, and, and they're like, you know, you tried to be nice. You tried to, you know, and, and he yep. kept and you know, and, and and I thought, you know what, dude, you you made it worse yourself. Exactly. And, but, but exactly. Pe people would have seen how you responded and they would have thought, okay, you know, they would have been able to see right right through it. And I, I've had similar as well. I I like to have fun with them sometimes. I oh, do. Yeah. Not, not in a nasty way. You know, I'll never be mean. Mm -hmm. 
but sometimes if I'm feeling like having some fun, right. then I might do. And mm-hmm. I, I remember there was this guy, this is really silly, but he called me a shoe. He called me a shoe. So <laughs> I photoshopped a picture of my face onto a shoe and, you know, just, just had some works. really silly yeah. fun. Uh-huh. But then lots of people uh-huh. started joining in and, yeah. you know, there was no nastiness. It oh, was yeah. just yeah, because then people were like, real oh, silliness you should be then. this type of shoe or you should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine how it went. And it, there was about 200 and something comments and people still talk about it to, the, to this day. People still say, do you remember that guy who called you a shoe? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. And so then you're thinking, okay, was it a typo? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, and and you know, and of course, what we really want to happen is we want you, as you said, other people to chime in. You know, we don't want to have to respond at all to say, Mm. I'm. You know, I no. You know, this this is not true. We want our raving fans. And they do, yeah, and and they do, yeah, and that's where being that influencer and being that trusted source of information Mm. has really come, you know, come come through. Because you've built relationships with people, and they know, okay, no, Luana is not like that, and we're gonna say it, Um, yes, you know, and 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 that's and it's just like with advertising, you know, if if I see an ad for something, I'm like, yeah, right, it's an ad. If a third party unbiased says something, we're like, oh, okay, I'm going to believe them. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so again, you know, if, if I defend myself, of course I'm going to defend myself. But if somebody yeah. else defends me, then it's like, okay, yeah, this, this is, is much better. It means so much when people do that. I've, I've had instances where people have said something and you know, people I don't even know sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. I've been commenting and saying, no, no, this isn't mm-hmm. true because, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's brought a tear to my eye mm-hmm. because I'm like, oh, right. and I, I never forget who they are, you know, and I'll always right. message them back and mm-hmm. I take screenshots mm-hmm. and, you know, I just, mm-hmm. yep. it, it's, it's an amazing mm-hmm. feeling, isn't it? You know, right. when people oh, yeah. go out of their way to, to defend mm-hmm. you, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially because there was no reason for them to. You this know, is and, what and, I mean. I mean, sometimes it is people I've worked with, and but other times it's been people who I've never spoken right, to. Right. Yeah, and yeah. and they are they're they're your fans, but that's because they trust you. Um, yeah, and that that comes with building that relationship and proving, you know, constantly showing proof that you are the real deal. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest here, not there there are people out there who claim to be something that they're not. Mm-hmm. So we've got to go the, the extra way to prove mm-hmm. that where we are the real deal, that we mm-hmm. do walk the walk, that we don't right. just mm-hmm. talk about something and then mm-hmm. go off and do something mm-hmm. differently, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and we see it backfire on people, you know, where a sports oh. figure would be, you know, a great example of this, where the sports figure is the big family man. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we see pictures of them with, you know, spouse, kidlets, dog, all of these various things. And then a story comes out about them partying. Yes. You know, and, and so right there, you know, all of that goodwill that they've built up is jeopardized, Ouch. you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and, and but it, you know, if, if people got the impression to start with that it was kind of fake, um, you know, then they're much more likely to, to believe the other story. Um, but that, that does bring me back to what I was talking about at the very start. And, and it's the people that, you know, and, and most people are going to say, I don't want to be out there. 
I know it's important. I don't want to be out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know it's important. So I'm going to be out there. So they come to you and they say, okay, help me. And one of the things that you do is you have an impact system and that's kind of an acronym. So talk to us a little bit about what that is. I is stands for internal. So that's the internal work. Mm -hmm. This is what gets you from, ah, I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. to shining your light bright Mm -hmm. and having the strength to deal with whatever happens as a result of it, you know, Mm -hmm. and having the strength to become the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. and to keep pushing forward. Mm -hmm. That's internal. The M stands for media, Mm -hmm. getting into mainstream media. Yeah, because, you know, that's another layer of building trust. Mm -hmm. We can shout about what we do. As we've just been talking about, it's more powerful when other people are saying things about positive things about Mm -hmm. us. Then when it's somebody who's already in the public eye or a recognizable brand, when they're saying things about us, it's like, wow, Mm -hmm. so incredibly powerful. P is for publishing a book. If you run a business and you haven't yet published a book, do so. Do so. Don't talk yourself out of it. Get writing. I promise you, you know, it will be worth the effort. Or have it ghostwritten, you know. Not everybody writes their own books. That's okay. It's still your own work. And the act in impact is literally for acting. So, you know, we've touched on the fact that my background comes from acting. And I can honestly say that without that acting background, I would not be doing mm-hmm. any of the things that I'm doing now, mm-hmm. you know? I, I've even brought acting into book writing. Like my formula around book writing mm-hmm. is developed through acting. Mm-hmm. I use acting techniques before coming on interviews such as this one. <laughs> um, I use acting techniques mm-hmm. if I'm feeling... Um, if I'm having an off day, if mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, before I came on this interview today, I was feeling very, I, mean, I, I moved countries last week mm-hmm. and I'm still, I In was the middle of the flat. pandemic. Oi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Empty flights. Mm-hmm. I was feeling um, drained, you mm-hmm. know, and I was like, no, no, I need to bring out mm-hmm. my performer. You know, I need to bring mm-hmm. out the badass version mm-hmm. of myself mm-hmm. acting. Mm -hmm. there's a big misconception around acting. People think that it's hiding behind a character, Mm -hmm. but actually it's drawing out that very, very real Mm -hmm. part of yourself Mm -hmm. and amplifying that to suit the situation. So, you know, had I not done that preparation and turned up like just how I felt, so I'd be like, hi, Deb. You know, that wouldn't have made a good interview at all, would it? So that's what I mean by acting and not just for interview situations, but for any situation where we're working, sales calls, you know, mm-hmm. um, going and doing videos, live streams, whatever, mm-hmm. working with clients, we need to tap into that version of ourselves mm-hmm. that's going to do that in the most effective right. way. So yeah, that's the impact system. Yeah, and, and I love the, the acting portion um, because a big part of that is being prepared. You know, yes. actors are prepared. They know their lives. Always. You know, yeah. they, they, and, and you know when they don't. I mean, you know, and, and so you know, that is a big part of it is, you know, for your business, you have to know what's going on. Yeah. You know, we, we've all seen people that are, are interviewed 
who you ask them a question and you get deer in headlights, you know, for a simple question. I mean, you know, there are times where somebody can be thrown by a question and, but yeah. you know, it, when they're thrown by a question that they should know, mm. that's what, what is always bad. And so, you know, it's just part of that preparation to, you know, if yeah. you're getting ready to talk about your, your product, okay, you better know everything about your product, good and bad. Yeah. Because yes. the reporter will have done their homework. I mean, that's the yes. important thing to remember. So, you know, be prepared for that. Even if it's, you know, something very positive like, like this. I mean, you, you know, you, and, and, and part of that is making sure that I'm prepared. So you gave me information <clears throat> yeah. so that I could read up about you mm-hmm. and be able to ask those questions, you know. And, and so it's, it's definitely this two-way street of being prepared to fulfill the, the, the goals that, that you have for, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Preparation is everything. You know, there's a reason why actors look so natural and that's because they have prepared so much. Like, you know, it looks, it doesn't really, people are scared sometimes. How can you do that? Which, you know, when we mentioned that you do horror movies, now I'm like kind of a Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And yeah, and I've just been talking about, oh no, it's not hiding behind the character, it's bringing out that. Yes, I, I act for horror films. And when I'm preparing for horror films, I bring out the darkness that's in myself. Which we've all got has. dark. Let's we've just, all got darkness. Be honest. You know, the nice, sweet old grandma still yeah. has, you know, she's got her mean side. We've all got our darkness. And that's what I bring out, you know. And I tap into situations that have happened mm-hmm. in my past. And I bring up that that anger and, you know, depending mm-hmm. on the role, the fear or whatever, whatever is needed for that particular mm-hmm. role. Um so yeah, it's all there's so much preparation required. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I've had people say that they don't like preparing before going into interviews because they want it to sound natural. Well, why does preparing mean right. it's not going to sound natural? Right. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> it's like imagine if Steven Spielberg just mm-hmm. said went on sets and just say, hey, just do what you want today. We want it to look natural, you know? <laughs> well, and even, you know, on, on movies and, and programs that are, com- are impromptu, yeah. you know, there's still preparation, too. Oh, yes. They, they have learned how to be able to take a word from the audience. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of like a comedy show. And, and yeah. so they take the word from the audience. And, and but, you know... It, they, they know how, first of all, they know how to think very quickly on their feet. I mean, that is, is probably one of the best skills that they have. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, they, so it's, it's not just that you're throwing the word out there for them. They're, they're relying on their background. And yeah, um, I've, I've had a couple guests on before who have said that preparing to be a public speaker, one of the best things that they've ever done is take impromptu classes. Yes. You never know. When something you never know what's going to happen, yeah, and and you need to be able to respond to you know the spotlight falling or your presentation going, yeah, or you know it's fire alarms. I've had fire. I had a heckler one time. I had a oh heckler's a LinkedIn (laughs) presentation. You're kidding me. 
No. I, and, and I ended up asking him to leave. I mean, it was, it was, wow. he was, he was an unhappy man, you know, and, and, <gasps> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was one of those things where, yeah, a heckler at a LinkedIn presentation, but I didn't let it rattle me. You know, I, Good. I responded to him a couple of times and then I finally said, sir, it's clear that this is not where you want to be. Mm. Um, you know, and, and, um, so, but yeah, so you, you know, we need to prepare ourselves to be impromptu, which sounds very yes. funny, but, but yeah, you know, there's, there are those things. Well, uh, oh, definitely. Gosh, Leanna, we are almost at the top of the hour. One of the things that you mentioned that I want to, to make sure we get in is that people need to publish whether, you know, and, and let's, you know, it can be something really, you know, like blogs, but you know, books, yeah. articles, things like that. And you actually work with people ghost writing, helping them write books, all yeah. those various things. So tell us just briefly a little bit about that because people are like, okay, I know I'm supposed to do it, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I help people to either write books. So I'm with them throughout the full process. And then afterwards we get that book scene, you know, we get it out there through different various medias. And um, books are really powerful for helping people to book more media. So they both link together, right. you know, if, if you're wanting to be seen, if you're wanting to increase visibility, do both. Write a book and get into the media. And yeah, we do, we help people to write and publish books, or we do the full thing for them. And we also uh, do a done for you for media as well. So we constantly pitching people for television, for radio, for podcasts such as this, newspapers, magazines, all the rest of it. And all of that is taken off their hands. And we even, you know, have an option to ghostwrite all their articles and everything. So unless they want to, they don't have to do a thing you know, apart from turn up to their interviews. So, yeah. And you've prepared them for the interviews. Yes. We're, we're there with them throughout the full process. Right. I love that because it is something, especially the, the thought of writing, you know, it, it, and, and people are thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I do have all this knowledge. I've got, you know, whatever. And, yes. and but they, they, they're thinking, oh, I'm horrible at grammar. Well, okay, that's what editors are for. Exactly. Um, you know, or even just organizing their thoughts. And, and so getting started is one of the hardest parts, obviously, yeah. to, to do. So that's why I love that, you know, you work with people, you interview them, um, you know, and, and then you, as you said, it can be, you know, you're, you're just barely helping them or you're doing a lot for them. Um, yeah. But it is still their words. This isn't It's always their words. Yeah, yeah, it's not that they've bought a book. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. No, basically we, we get on a call with them and we go we map out the book and then we go through each and every step. We find out exactly what they want to say and then we stalk them. We find out everything about them that we can that's online, you know, we we go into depth so that then we're writing in their voice. Mm -hmm. right. We're writing in their voice and we're giving their information. Mm -hmm. We're just doing the sitting down and the writing part. Right. It's right. all their own work. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, because later on when they're talking about it, it's got to be their own words. It's got you know, to be you, their own words, you, exactly. We don't want to go back to the deer in headlights where you know somebody says, well, you know, in this chapter on such and such, you said, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we we have comments sometimes, and it always makes me laugh because people messages and they say, oh, "You sound more like me than me." <laughs> oh, I know. 
you know, and, and, and it's funny because I tell people sometimes you need other people to write stuff. You know, I, I work with yeah. people on their LinkedIn profiles and it's really hard to write about yourself. It is. In cases, it is much better to have, and that's why resume writing yes. out there, you know, because it's, you know, and, and again, they're not lying about you, you know, they're no. not embellishing even, but they, you know, I, I had somebody write part of my LinkedIn profile and I read it and thought, whoa, wow. <laughs> yeah. It was all completely true. Yeah. But it wasn't written in a way that it, I would have definitely downplayed it. And I don't know how much of that is that women, in many cases, especially women of, of my generation, do tend to downplay ourselves and our yeah like that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you read it it's like, wow, I really do sound pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't write my own bios or anything like that. But it makes me cringe. Like, I, But then I can write for other people in a flash. Right. And Which I is can, very strange. You know, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's the way it, it, it works. So mm. cool. Well, Luana, tell people how they find you and how they connect with you online. Awesome. Well, the easiest way to find me is Facebook. Come and join my group, Rockstar of Your Industry, and my profile, Luana Ribeira. Cool. I love it. I love it. Well, do you have any final words for everyone? Oh, I just want to say, you know, if you've got a message that you want to share with the world, enough with hiding it's time for you to shine a light on that and for you to reach your people everybody in on this earth has an important message to share and there are people right there now waiting to hear that message from you specifically because nobody else has got your exact experience knowledge outlook some people are out there right now waiting for you and it's time for you to reach them Perfect. I love it. And your website is, I'm going to spell it out for folks. It's L-U-A-N-A-I-B-E-I-R-A.com. So, you know, Luana, this has been absolutely delightful. I've loved getting to know you. Can't wait to chat with you again. Until then, I'm Deb Creer. I have been talking with Luana Ribeira. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.